Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Mudiwa Gavaza, and for today, we do get into a conversation about uh, what does it mean uh, to operate uh, in the digital economy. There's a lot uh, that we hear about it over the last two years. I think digital transformation has become one of the biggest buzzwords, you know, that we hear in and around uh, the world of business in South Africa, and not only in South Africa, around the world, you know, this acceleration towards, you know, more digital services, automation, um, e-commerce, and, you know, all of that. Uh, but one of the big things, you know, that a person has to do if they're going to get into the world of uh, digital business is to at least have some type of a digital presence. And, uh, you know, there's no badge of honor uh, that uh, says legitimacy more uh, than having your own website. And, uh, you know, uh, for a lot of companies, a lot of businesses that tends to be the first port of call um, that people tend to interact with or to at least show that you or you do exist um, in this digital economy and for today we are talking specifically about uh, domains specifically .co.za uh, people will know that there are a lot of domains around the world if you don't know what a domain is we're basically talking about um, the extension at the end um, of, uh, of a URL or a link you know when you go to a website you know most of the time we hear of the dot com for example youtube.com uh, but if you come to websites such as uh, the platform on, upon which uh, this podcast is being hosted that is business live uh, you'll see that is businesslive.co.za to denote the fact that this is a south african um, you know registered website we see this happening you know all over the world you know you have .co.uk .co.zw just depends on where you are uh, but uh, one of the big ones usually is to just promote uh, websites you know being registered where they are to have uh, that domain extension so for today we are going to be having quite an interesting discussion I'm hoping that it doesn't turn uh, too nerdy because I get you know very um, very much into this stuff because basically uh, the .za domain name uh, authority has published new draft rules aimed at further regulating the registration and operation of websites um, in South Africa for local hosting companies that offer domain name registrations and registrar services um, fees payable they you know all of the stuff they are they are trying to increase prices and uh, one of the big players in the space is saying that that might actually reduce um, competition so for today we are going to be talking to local web hosting company um, one grid uh, which has raised some concern uh, around some of these regulations just to understand how deep um, is this issue you know where does it fall uh, within the context of everything uh, that uh, we that people are currently trying to deal with um, in the world and what does it mean for businesses uh, so to help me to understand um, you know everything that's uh, that's happening we are joined by Monet uh, Patterson who is the financial director um, over at uh, one grid and uh, we're just going to be having that conversation it's actually an interesting one because I think the last um, conversation I had uh, with Monet, we were talking about uh, the fact that there had been good growth in terms of you know in terms of people registering more and more websites um, you know in South Africa. So I'm interested to understand what these new regulations are going to mean about that. So Monet, greetings to you today. Thank you, Madibi. Thank you for having me. 
Um, perhaps maybe a good place to, for us to start before we get into the meat and potatoes of today's discussion, uh, some of the nitty-gritties around .co.za and all of the regulations around it. Um, some insight um, into the company itself, OneGrid. You know, what is it that you guys do? I understand you guys, you know, are um, were sort of born um, out of what used to be called, um, you know, Web Africa back in the day. Uh, but maybe you could give us a little bit of that uh, background in history. Perfect. So Web Africa previously uh, comprised two different divisions. It had the connectivity of the fiber business and it had the hosting business. So um, back in 2018, the decision was made to split those two businesses into two because the connectivity of fiber business is very different uh, to the hosting asset. And the hosting asset or division, which was previously housed within Web Africa, is what OneGrid um, is in today's form. So Essentially, what uh, our business is about is enabling, targeting SMEs and providing them the platform uh, to get online though and access, um, you know, the digital uh, ecosystem. Though. So, um, you know, we've, we've, we're, we're a big hosting provider in South Africa. We have 35,000 customers, um, you know, and that customer base comprises, you know, smaller uh, customers. So your mom and pop shops, bakeries, uh, plumbers, etc. And then we're going over to the more enterprise type of customers that we have. So. Within our portfolio, we have we, we cater with our the products that we have, um, basically for you know to that entire audience, um, allowing for you know their specific needs that they require um, to get online. Um, and and yeah, and like I said, I mean for, for us, our philosophy is our target is focusing on SMEs. We're passionate about you know uh, removing uh, poverty and creating employment within this country. Um, yeah, and as a result, you know that's 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 where we are as a business, and and, that, and that's what we strive for. Okay, cool. I think that gives us a little bit of background. That's actually, you know, quite a lot. I wouldn't have um, realized that there are so many websites, um, you know, in South Africa because I can I can imagine that if you guys have thirty five thousand, uh, you know, customers on your end, um, I can imagine what the combined market looks like, you know, for the other, uh, you know, domain registrars and you know, website hosting companies, yes. um, you know, that yes. are out there in South Africa. So now to Turning our attention to these, uh, you know, the new regulations, uh, we've already spoken about the fact um, that uh, that uh, the authority um, wants local hosting companies that offer domain name registrations and uh, such services, you know, um, to to have additional license conditions and fees, you know, payable, you know, via the registry. Mm-hmm. And you guys are saying that that may impact, uh, you know, um, that might see us having higher prices, impacts, you know, yeah, competitive pricing, etc. Before we get too far, you know, given everything mm-hmm. that's going on in the economy, from the price of fuel, you know, to I think right now people are crying about the price of cooking oil. Is this just yeah. not what's happening at the moment in the economy that prices are just going up? Like what 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 is the issue at the moment? Look, um roughly twelve months ago, um you know, the local domains, uh, there was a price increase within the industry. Um, I think it, was, it went up by 10 rand per domain. And effectively, that is, and that was the first price increase which we saw, um, you know, over the past five to 10 years. So, and that that effectively there, the motivation behind that was, you know, that there are certain overheads of costs, et cetera, you know, that the, that the regulators, the guys that are managing, um, you know, the space, uh, you know, need to go and cover those costs. So, that, that has already been taken care of as far as I'm concerned. Um, this over here specifically, the cost that we're talking about here is that 
if there is, you know, if a customer comes to your website and you want to onboard him and there's certain checks that you need to do, you need to go and validate his identity. You need to make sure that you've got the right physical address. Uh, you know, it's uh, you know, similar to what you would do uh, with a cell phone or weaker type of processes. There's physical costs that are associated with that though. So because of that, there are more people, there are more overheads, more systems, et cetera, which, which are needed to be put into place. And effectively those types of costs land up being passed onto the consumer though. So this, this over here, uh, is not a, a, a something to deal with, uh, you know, uh, overhead, uh, you know, and the in- increased cost of living fuel, et cetera, like you allude to. This is really a compliance cost, uh, you know, through the advent of this regulation, which would be passed on to the consumer. And in the greater scheme of things, when we talk about some of these um, increases, I think you mentioned the fact that um, last year you, there, there was an increase of, let's say, 10 rand um, or something like that per domain. Can you put that into context for us, what 10 rand actually means uh, for people that are paying to have their websites, uh, I, I guess, up and hosted? Yeah, I mean, if you, if you, you know, you register a domain um, once a year um, and you renew that domain once a year. Though. So typically the average price of a, of a, of a .co.za domain in South Africa is 99 rand, um, which is not a lot. But the reality is uh, domains in general are not expensive and it's a barrier, a perceived barrier uh, for a community when they're wanting to introduce a data online and make that, that initial upfront cost um, or investment. Um, if you're having a look at uh, you know, your, your, your typical standard hosting packages, or let's say you want to use one of our website builder tools and, or you want to use our professional email tool, you could have access to those services for anything from 50 to 100 rand a month, um, which I believe it's extremely uh, accessible and it's, and it's affordable. Um, but unfortunately, you know, when there was the price increase which took place last year, you could see the impact uh, of that on the local uh, domain registrations. Um, and, and, you know, talking about stats and numbers, you know, we have 1.3 million .0.za domains registered um, in South Africa. So theoretically, that's the maximum number of websites, uh, you know, that could be, uh, uh, you know, sort of hosted uh, with the .coza domain name. Um, but we have 60 million people within this country. Now, 1.3 million domains, it sounds great. But if you're looking at it in this type of country where people are looking for hope, where they're looking for opportunity to try and find something you know, to, 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 to allow them to earn an income, uh, getting that domain name forms the foundation of allowing that person to get online, to access all of these things. But it's a natural barrier though. And all these extra costs though, it, it has an impact, unfortunately, uh, you know, on these registrations. And as a result, you could see we're only sitting on 1.3 million domain registrations in this country. So when it comes to that, the actual concern that we're having is it that, um, people are going to be dissuaded from actually getting um, online and actually registering their websites? Or are we afraid that people would then choose to do something else because it's an opportunity cost, right? I can either register .co.za or I can just say, okay, fine, um, you guys are increasing your, co- your, your prices. I might as well go for the more expensive and better known .com. Yeah, I mean, you, you raised the point earlier around, you know, the .com domain and having more credibility, and I think that's right. But if you're looking at within this local market here, uh, you know, there are far more uh, local uh, registrants and participants, consumers, that are reg- registering .co.za domains, um, and not some of your international GOTLTs, as we call it. Though. So, and I think a lot of that is an educational thing. So for you, you understand the value of a, of a .com domain. 
But if you have a look at, you know, the, the normal person in the street that wants to form an online presence, uh, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't look at it like that though, you know, so the dot coser is the, is the, is the entry point. So you, you, you stand the real possibility of not registering any of getting any of those customers online by increasing that local domain price because they aren't familiar, uh, with the other, with the other uh, domain names. Uh, another uh, outcome, which I believe uh, is a, is a bigger uh, risk is that you'll start seeing because the local costs of these domains become more expensive, you'll start seeing uh, that 1.3 million account start to regress as people that are familiar with some of these other domain names start, uh, you know, registering more in those spaces. And as a result, you know, our, you know, our local pride, the .co.za domain name will start going backwards. And that's actually, you know, quite an interesting one because I guess for a lot of people that are trying to register a website, that is a point of concern. And at least like what you said, there are um, 1.3 million. That's a big number that you said, um, you know, of the .co.zas that actually registered. And I guess it points uh, to the fact that there are a lot of people who do support, you know, having that uh, having that domain name. Um, and, I'm, and I'm guessing that, you know, part of the discussion is, you you know, does the person even bother, you know, if the costs become, you know, too much, you know, does a person even bother having a website or do they say, okay, it's fine. I'll just register my Instagram, my Facebook, and you know, that'll be that. You know, I think there's good intention behind a lot of what they're trying to do here. But what we need to realize is that this, this type of activity, if you're looking at the, 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 the domain names, which are growing the most globally, None of them have uh, additional red tape or barriers to entry, um, you know, such as what's being proposed over here. So, you know, I mean, so, so ultimately, you know, as a, as a, as a consumer, you know, if there's additional data or information which you need to provide, obviously it's going to become more, you know, problematic, uh, for that customer when you'll start looking at other alternatives. So, I mean, uh, one thing I just want to go back on to as well, which we haven't really touched on. Is that businesses such as ours, uh, you know, that are offering these domains, uh, into South Africans, um, you know, that there's, there are licenses, uh, that need to be applied for. They'll be, they're awarded on a 10 year basis. Uh, but there are things such as internal audits and other compliance costs within the business additionally, uh, you know, which need to, which need to, uh, you know, uh, sort of be adhered to. Um, you need to motivate, you know, your BE status, uh, you know, and what your plan is around that, et cetera. There's many, sort of uh, comment around how that would impact, uh, you know, awarding of these licenses. But the reality is that this type of thing is going to result in consolidation within the registrar space as well. We'll see smaller businesses that are competing against guys such as ourselves, uh, where it won't be feasible for them to go and have these internal audits and these different controls, et cetera, in place. You'll start seeing, uh, you know, an, an, a, a lack of a, or a market that is less competitive uh, impacts a consumer at the end of the day. So I think that's another point, uh, you know, which 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 you can't, which shouldn't be uh, overlooked. Um, in terms of what these guys are trying to do, I think uh, there's a new team um, at Zatna. So there've been a number of changes that have been that have taken place within that entity. Um, and, you know, these regulations have been discussed for quite some time. So this isn't something that's new. They've been sort of pondering and stewing on this uh, for quite a bit. But what we believe and what we hope is that through conversations such as these, you know, we're also participating in broader forums, uh, you know, we're together as a, you know, as a, as a red stock community, uh, you know, we're putting forward, you know, petitions and voices, et cetera, to these guys, uh, just trying to help them understand, you know, what the impact this can have on the market. Because at the end of the day, 
you know, all of us want more local domains, dot zero zero domains, you know, and if I can get that 1.3 million number up to 2 million, that means it's, it, it, that would uh, 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 lead to a significant increase of the digital ecosystem within South Africa. And everyone is going to make more money at the end of the day, though, you know, and so what we, what we are hoping is that through this, through these dialogue sessions and these conversations, that the new team will sit up, understand, take notes of that, and hopefully understand you know, that we all in this, you know, in this together. And ultimately, what we want is to grow the local domain market share, um, not for it to regress. And we believe that these regulations are going to cause it to go backwards. Uh, Monet, you know, when it comes to businesses and regulation and, uh, you know, this type of thing, you know, those that take a cynical view uh, might 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 well say um, that a company like OneGrid is making um, is raising concerns about you know an issue like this because it's mm. something that might negatively impact them as a business that um, OneGrid is trying to look out for you know its own interests as a business, uh, but. It's the consolidation comment that I'm interested uh, to sort of drill down on because it sort of sounds as if you're saying that this is something that would impact more the smaller businesses in the space as opposed to a business such as yours that those businesses run the risk of being swallowed up over yeah. time if um, costs be, if the the run rates and your costs become too excessive yes. or um, you get to a situation where some of the smaller players don't have, you know, their their anchor clients or customers to hold them down. Yeah, yeah. No, 100%. I mean, so these changes, obviously, we need to look after ourselves here, but these changes will impact the smaller industries more so than anybody else. So, you know, um, and for some of them, like I said, it's just not viable for them to put these systems and things in place, you know. A lot of these businesses are smaller businesses that, you know, they're not making a lot of money, but they're obviously aspiring to grow and grow with the local market. And, you know, with things like this that are that are rising, you know, there are serious business continuity, uh, you know, concerns with these types of businesses, though. So, you know, from our side, you know, yes, we, we you know, I, I, I could tell you, you know, are we trying to protect ourselves? Yeah, of course we are. I mean, we're a business. But ultimately, what we believe is that, you know, you don't want to go and introduce regulation, which makes you anti-competitive against the global community and what we've seen in places like the States, in Europe, et cetera, where, you know, the more successful, uh, you know, international domains aren't subject to these types of criteria. And for us, it's important that we drive that because, like I said initially, our, one of our, uh, part of our vision and our goals is to eradicate unemployment within this country and to help people get out that don't have hope, find something where they can go and access a digital global community, uh, you know, create some, uh, create employment for themselves and go and feed their families at the end of the day. And that fundamentally, that principle, uh, you know, which I'm articulating there, this type of thing smacks against that, you know. We also hear, you know, we've recently um, heard um, uh, Sir Ramaphosa coming out and saying, you know, what's important for South Africa is we want to be, you know, at the forefront, a, a tech pioneer on the African continent. Now, you know, if that is the case, why are we doing these types of things? Because this type of thing stifles innovation. It stifles that growth, you know, digitally, technically, though. And so that's uh, the, the, the broader concern that we have is, you know, what are the implications of this on this entire local market, uh, you know, rather than, you know, what the cost is to our business, though, you know. We also like to, we like to work together with our competitors because we think, there's a lot of growth opportunity within South Africa. So I don't believe we're too territorial. We share, uh, you know, quite a bit of information about ourselves. 
because the opportunity is there. But this type of thing, unfortunately, uh, contradicts that. And, and that, that fundamentally is what our biggest concern is as a business. All right. So just before, you know, we, we sort of end off, one of the things I'm then curious about, uh, because we've sort of articulated, you know, the case of how the regulations could hurt competition and all of that, right? Yeah. Of what you've just, uh, you know, to spoken to us about, what do you think is the biggest bottleneck or the biggest danger uh, because you've got two sides of uh, what you call this uh, of the same coin here you've got the customer side the people that mm -hmm. are actually trying to register websites uh, that there is a potential price increase on top of yeah. last year's increase uh, that mm -hmm. is being dealt with but on the side of the of the domain hosting companies and the register registering companies um there's a bigger what you call this onus in terms of data collection and the systems etc so mm -hmm. of those two things which one do you think um is the biggest deterrent is it that um customers will see the you know 100 plus 10 plus whatever amount as being you know too much or rather um on the side of the registering companies yeah. themselves saying no this the 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 the, the owners this is too onerous yeah uh, we might yeah. as well just fold where do you see the biggest danger lying yeah look on the on the latter the points are you know some of our competitors uh struggling um you know with some of these you know regulations and implementing those I mean, the, the reality is if those businesses aren't around tomorrow, those customers, um, you know, will be sitting with an alternative hosting provider such as us. Though. So, you know, I think, you know, so that, that, that is the, the sort of the, the outcome of, of, of what could happen over there. Um, and that doesn't really impact what does in the long term, because I believe, you know, you need to have as many competitors in place though, to allow for a free market. But outside of that, it's definitely the, 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 the sort of the onboarding processes. The compliance costs which are going to get passed onto the consumer that's going to have the biggest impact um and and like i said i you know time will tell and if if if, if it actually does get implemented the way it's been drafted in the current regulations um it would be sad because I, I i firmly believe that we'll start seeing um you know local domain count um regress um and in in this type of uh, community this type of country um like i said that would be uh, that would be extremely disappointing to see though you know so that definitely, uh, you know, I believe will have the biggest impact. And then because there's less people within the space, less, less consumers. And like I said, they're not all going to go over and explore one of these other uh, domain names. Um, it's going to affect all of us though, you know, and so the, the, the South African digital ecosystem or community, you know, the guys that are accessing, you know, building websites, the guys that are, you know, have their own personalized email, those types of guys will be less of them though. And as a result, it's going to impact all of us though. And it's going to cause, uh, you know, the, the, this part of, uh, you know, our economy to, to, to go backwards. So that, that for me is, is, is definitely what the bigger issues, um, you know, from these regulations. Okay, and I certainly, um, you know, do get it with you, especially on the smaller business side. I can definitely see um, how something like that might see uh, some of the smaller businesses incurring, um, you know, costs that might take them a bit of time um, to actually recover. So as we end off, uh, Monet, two points on my end. Uh, the first one, because, um, you know, you are, you know, sort of uh, the finance person um, over at uh, over at OneGrid. 
100. Um, you know, I'm going to ask a somewhat of a, of a, of a nerdy question, but I think mm. it's important to contextualize, um, you know, this discussion um, from the customer side. If I'm registering a website, um, you know, a .co.za website, and let's say uh, we're going to use a round number of 100 rand, right? How is my 100 rand split you know, in the ecosystem, because I'm sure there's money that's coming to you, and there's probably money yeah. that goes to the regulator. Um, probably, probably some tax uh, mm. that's involved inside there, whether it's VAT or something. How is my hundred rand split? So, you know, I can tell you that we don't make a lot of money on domains. Um, you know, once these, we don't know what these costs will be in when they, you know, and what we can actually pass onto the consumer. Um, you know, but of that hundred rand, I would say, you know, it's it's very likely that we'd only be taking about twenty percent of that. Um, you know, you've got you've got SARS who's, who's collecting fifteen percent of that money, and then the rest of the and the rest of that cost is is, is being passed on to the regulators, effectively. That. So, um, what do they do with that money? Um, you know, I think the mandate. My understanding is. Their mandate is to grow the ecosystem to market, to create awareness, et cetera, so that more people become familiar with the codes of demand, want to register these demands so that we can continue to grow the market. Um, you know, the level of, uh, you know, uh, initiative and activity that's been driven behind that, I think, uh, you know, that's that's something that the guys are working on. And hopefully, you know, if, if these types of things come in and, and, you know, we are seeing these extra overheads that are passed on, you know, that, that the regulators, they come and they, they engage with, you know, the local communities and we try and work together, um, you know, to, to, to grow the ecosystem. Though. So, so yeah, but, um, but to cut a long story short, you know, 15% of the 100 is going to SARS and say 20% is going to us and about 65% will be going to the regulators. Okay, cool. I I think that's a that's a nice breakdown, you know, for people to understand, you know, how that costing is working. And then finally, websites as a whole, right? You've already you surprised us with all of these numbers and stats around how many .co.za domains there are um, in the what you call this in the country and all of that. Uh, but you know, when you talk to, you know, millennials, when you talk to Gen Zs, um, social media really does seem as if it's the it's the way forward. Um, when you see a lot of activity out there, I know I know a number of people uh, personally who run their businesses purely, um, you know, through Instagram accounts, Facebook accounts, that type of thing. Maybe you could talk to us, uh, you know, uh, as a final point, just around the, the what you call this growth in actual domains are people still registering websites or do you find yourselves increasingly competing um, with the social media websites look um yes so the local domain market share uh, is growing and it's, it's continued to grow um you know the you know these platforms such as facebook instagram etc i mean i've discussed this well, with a number of people in the past you know around are these platforms replacing you know your legacy websites that you have in you know, we haven't seen that as a business, you know. It might be a stepping stone, you know, for somebody to start uh, engaging, you know, with the digital world uh, by using some of these, these channels. But what we're seeing as a business is that these really, they aren't actually the underlying platform, the website. These are channels of that brand, of that online presence, though, you know. And so, you know, the guys, they have a website, but on top of that, though, 
They'll be running brand awareness through Facebook. They'll be trying to drive lead generation through Facebook or Instagram. So those are parts of the puzzle, though, and we're not seeing it eat into our lunch. Um, we also, you know, the, the other interesting point is, I mean, I, I spoke a few months ago around our websites heading for their Kodak moment, and I, and I said, no, I actually think it's a good thing because it helps people become familiar and aware and wanted to get online and, and form their own website. And I actually think, you know, a lot of these big platforms, though, they're becoming less and less relevant, you know. Um, but things such as Facebook, you know, my generation, our generation, you know, that's quite commonplace to use that. But, you know, the, 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 the young guns that are, that are starting to dip into the space, you know, Facebook is, you know, it's something that is not sort of the, you know, the flavor of the month type of thing. And we're looking at other avenues, though, you know. And so, and so because of that, the things will continuously change, but the, the core, the foundation, of that entire digital uh, offering um, is the website, and we can see that in our numbers. We can see how the we can see how the website uh, counts grow. Um, you know, we can also see a, a, another product that is underplayed is the is our personalized email uh, application. Um, you know, you know, would you be comfortable to go and buy an insurance product from one of our bigger providers? You know, that are emailing you from a Gmail account. Of, of course, you wouldn't. You know, and so a small thing like getting access, you know, to that. To our personalized email tool, the professional email tool, you get that for 50 rand a month. You know, you, you start communicating, you start engaging professionally with the world using your own personalized domain. And that adds a huge amount of trust and credibility though. We've seen that product specifically has been growing exponentially because it's subtle, but people often overlook that. And it just, it's the whole trust thing. It's the brand, you know, I'm comfortable with this business. They're not just using something generic. They've taken the time. They've created this, you know, this professional, uh, image, this email, um, and I feel more confident when I'm engaging with them. Right? So we're seeing that that product even more so, but we see that in the website build, uh, products uh, uh, growing uh, as a result, and, and, and the social media platforms are not are not eating into that. All right. So that's been us. We were talking. Um, we were talking to Monet Patterson, who is the financial director uh, over at OneGrid, talking to us about uh, some of the new uh, some of the new regulations that have been proposed uh, by the .za Domain Name Authority, um, just around um, increasing the amount of uh, data uh, that is being collected, but also at the same time increasing uh, some of the costs uh, that actually come. Um, with uh, hosting you know websites but also at the same time having your website hosted and uh, talking about how all of that might actually lead us to a situation where the local market becomes you know somewhat uh, you know uncompetitive and you actually drive out certain players particularly uh, some of the smaller players if you make it a little bit too onerous um you know Monet is actually saying that um you might find that some of the smaller players uh, might actually just fold because it's a bit too much uh, the costs of implementing systems and all of that um might be a bit too much and then at the same time there's all of this competition uh, for you know dots Today, you know, such as dot coms, uh, such as you know your social media platforms. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, having some type of a um, digital storefront, you know, that is bespoke, that uh, that is uh, you know registered, you know, still has um, an air of legitimacy that you know is very hard to find. So, Monet, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you very much. I really appreciate your time, and uh, yeah. All the best and I look forward to chatting to you sometime again in the future. This is Mudiwa's Take.
very important discussion just around um, you know the state of .co.za in South Africa. But one of the key things that um, you know I thought I could you know maybe focus on um, is this issue of actually having a website versus um, social media. It's one of those things that I've personally been advocating for people to have um, some type of a website you know online, either for yourself as a personal brand or maybe as a business, right? Simply because um, it's one of those things that you sort of have, you know, for lack of a better word, and excuse the pun, uh, but you have, you know, dominion or domain um, over. Uh, simply because most of the time when you look at um, social media sites, uh, I'll take Instagram and YouTube just to illustrate what I mean. Uh, YouTube less so as a social networking site, but rather as a platform uh, that a lot of people have, um, you know, used as a channel, you know, to promote their businesses on is YouTube. And then you also have, you know, things like um, your Instagrams, a lot of people influencing all of that stuff, selling their products, using some of those commerce tools. But one of the key things between the two platforms is that you always see this change in algorithms, right? And as a business, if you've based, uh, let's say, for example, you were a business that got onto Instagram in the early days when Instagram was still a primarily a photo sharing site and you invested a lot um, in your photo capturing abilities, etc., then you might have, you know, been taken aback recently um, when the head of Instagram said that um, Instagram photos are going to be taking a bit of a back seat and now they primarily want Instagram to be a video sharing site in light of all the stuff that's happening with TikTok, etc. And you see now, you know, uh, photos sort of falling by the wayside uh, in favor of video content if you're not doing videos. And not just videos, but vertical videos, right? Um, you know, for the mobile first audience. And if, and because uh, a site like Instagram doesn't belong uh, to the to the average jaw. It's a publicly traded company in the U.S. Um, if I'm on Instagram, I don't own the platform. I'm not in charge of how the platform runs and works. Um, so I'm sort of uh, at the behest of the platform, which is why it's sort of better to have your own website. Same can be said about YouTube. Uh, coming back to the TikTok thing, they're trying to promote short video content to compete um, with uh, what's going on on TikTok and if you are someone who's been investing in making long form sort of content and they start switching up their platform in favor of some of the short videos so that they can compete uh, with TikTok. That puts you as the user of the platform as a disadvantage unless you also start switching and changing your content, um, you know, chasing that algorithm. And as great as it is to be chasing those algorithms, chasing uh, the new platform rules, etc., how far does it go? You know what I'm saying? Because these things are constantly changing. Uh, once upon a time, hashtags um, were a thing, but now they're less so. Um, now video is a thing. What's going to be the next thing? But if at least you have your own um, website, you can at least um, have that as, uh, you know, control um, that uh, that channel of distribution, that channel of communication. Uh, people have also had um, their social media um, platforms taken away from them. Perhaps you get a community 
strike or something like that and your and your page that you've spent uh, years developing gaining followers etc gets taken away what do you do but if at least you've registered your own website that's something uh, that you at least have that dominion over and you get to control um, that thing so just a little bit of a word just around that and i definitely do think you know everyone should at least um, have that own point of presence yes use um, all of the aggregated tools such as social media because that's where the eyeballs are but as much as possible try by all means to funnel the traffic to your own channels And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcast on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter. We're hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. Thank you to our amazing team. Our producer is Paige Muller. I've been Mudio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight which is a multimedia live production. So for myself and the rest of the team, it is a good evening, good afternoon, and good morning.